I find it a very interesting week this week. Um, you know, challenges come in life. But I have found challenges to actually open my eyes to myself, but also it opens my understanding to God. And somehow through some difficulties, we learn something. Isn't that amazing? At least, I think we do. And then we learn, we, we learn a whole lot of things sometimes just by living life. And God so designed life to be actually a very unique way of learning. Life is a constant education if we're willing to learn. And uh, I, I was sitting in the, on our patio one morning, and, and I turned to the book of Proverbs. You know what amazed me? Was two words. My son or my child. And I got to thinking about that, and I'm thinking, like, what is this? I know that, I know that Solomon wrote most of the Proverbs to his son. But when you discover that all Scripture is inspired of God, it actually was the Father in heaven talking by the Holy Spirit to Solomon to his son. In other words, Solomon and his son were actually receiving instructions from the Father in heaven. So I sat there for a minute and I'm thinking, wow, he's actually talking to me. This is my son. And there's a whole lot of instructions in, the, in Proverbs. And I got to thinking, wow. If, if I read this from the perspective that all scriptures inspired of God, actually the Father's talking to me. That's kind of cool. Try it sometime. And I, I felt such a peace come over me when, when those were my son, my child. And, and I, think, I think the emphasis of the Father of Heaven actually wrote the book of Proverbs so that, he could under, so that we could understand his heart for us. He didn't say, you jerk. He said, my son, my child. Very personal. Proverbs come across like very personal. But when I realized that all scriptures inspired of God, and I, all, the plenary verbal in scripture, and scripture meaning all the scriptures inspired of God, God breathed the word. Solomon actually wrote it and spoke it to his son, but the Heavenly Father is the one who was actually talking. And I think sometimes we just read the Bible like we read the Bible. But actually, if we read it understanding that the Father of Heaven actually breathed this into existence so that we could read what He has to say to us. And all the wisdom that's in the, in the Proverbs is amazing. So here's God in Heaven saying, you know what, I'm going to give my wisdom. I'm going to give people my thoughts. I want to tell them what I think and what I desire and what are my expectations. That's amazing. 
Just think of this. Just think of this. The divine God in heaven spoke so we could understand his thoughts, his ways, his wisdom, and his ideas, and actually his way of life. It's, it's kind of simple when you look at it. You don't have to understand a lot. You just have to read and, and let them talk to you. Amen? Like, it's just like, wow. And I'm sitting there on my patio, and I'm thinking, wow, this is really cool. And when I, when I began to realize that he's talking to me, his peace just came upon me. And I'm thinking, yeah, your words are peaceful. Your words bring well-being. Your word is powerful. Your word is actually life. And I sat there in awe, and I'm thinking, God, I have studied Proverbs, and I never ever thought of this, that when you say, my son, you're actually said, I am going to say something so Nelson can understand what I think. Isn't that cool? So when you read Proverbs, oh, it's a boring book, like all these instructions. But, so I looked up the word, you know, don't forsake my commandments. And I, I looked up that word, and it says, um, actually, don't, don't turn away from my instructions. Hmm. Now, here's, here's a real thing that really hit me. Like, that was for me. But here's what really hit me was this. Jesus said, I came to fulfill all that's in the law, the Psalms, and the prophets. Oh, he actually fulfilled the Psalms and the Proverbs. Not in, the, in, in, kind of two, in two ways. One, he fulfilled it in the sense of what it spoke about him. But it also fulfilled it in the sense that he actually heard the voice of his father as a man. So what Bible did he read? He read the Old Testament. Oh, so when Jesus read my son, guess what he thought? He didn't necessarily just see Solomon speaking. He saw his father speaking. He heard his father talk to him about instructions as a man. That kind of blew me away, and I'm thinking, wow. Like, the father has covered everything. There's nothing that hasn't been really dealt with. If we want instruction in life, uh, the father says, I am going to breathe my instructions into my society. I'm going to get my word out there and my wisdom and they're going to read it and they'll know I'm talking to them. Are you out there? Isn't that awesome? It, it just amazes me. And so let, let me read some, some verses to you that actually kind of put this into perspective because... I was told that a preacher's like a lawyer. He has to prove his case. What Bible did Jesus read? How did Jesus find out what the will of the Father was for him? 
And I come to realize that the Father talks to us just like he talked to Jesus. Through his word and the Holy Spirit. And I'm thinking, wow, this is really exciting. In Deuteronomy, it says that the secret things belong to the Lord. But those things which are revealed belong to us and to our children forever, that we may do all the words of what he said. So God reveals to us, and what he reveals to us, we own. It's ours to own. What he said is ours to have. What he said is ours to believe. It said it, it belongs to us. Wow. Talk about a giving God. He says, I want you to own this. This, is, this belongs to you. This is actually for you. This is for your life, your success. This is for you, everything. Everything I have revealed belongs to you. In other words, what belongs to me, I own. And he said, you own this. And I'm thinking, wow. He's telling me to own what he revealed. And when you own something, it's actually yours. I can't even, I can't even describe that. <laughs> but I find it so exciting. Like, Wow. God is mystical, and there's secrets, but they belong to him. But he says, you know what? I'm going to reveal to people what I want them to own. My goodness. And, and here's another good one. We own what we didn't pay for. We own what we didn't pay for. He paid for it and he says, I am giving you this. It's yours. Wow. So now we can get into some of the practical things. Oh, no. <laughs> for instance, I have learned to own Loving my wife like Christ loved the church. And all the women should have said amen. amen. But you see, we have to own the word. He says, I am giving you this word. It belongs to you. It's yours. Accept it. Live it. It'll work for you. If we want instructions in life, just read Proverbs. This kind of blew me away. The Father of Heaven, before I was even born, wrote the book of Proverbs before even Jesus was born. It was already written about his life in eternity past, before he was actually born. It was written of him already. Because it says in the volume of the book, it's written of me. What book? The Old Testament. Oh. So the Father in heaven inspired 
the law, the Psalms, and the prophets concerning Jesus before Jesus even came to earth. And then guess what Jesus did? He came to fulfill it all. In the volume of the book is written of me. Now I want you to just take one more step. In the volume of the new covenant, it's written of us. It talks about our redemption. It talks about our life. It talks about being led by the Holy Spirit. There's a whole fulfillment in the new covenant that's already written for us. And it's revealed to us, and God is saying to us, own it. Live it. Talk it. Believe it. Hallelujah. And you know, it, when your brain tries to figure it all out, it kind of comes to a certain place and then it goes, eh. it's like there's no circuit there no more. And I think God would say to you, I've given you what you need to know. Just do it. Wow. Am I putting you to sleep? If I am, I'll wake you up in a minute. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let me read you some other scriptures. Here's, here's a revelation. Luke 24, 44. And he said unto them, These are the words which I spoke to you, unto you while I was with you, that all things must be fulfilled which are written in the law, the Psalms, and the prophets concerning me, he says. So when, okay, so that, now that's Jesus. And what he's saying is what the Father said in the law, the Psalms, and the prophet is my obligation to fulfill it. And that's why I came. Hmm. So, so the Father just follow me. The Father spoke in the law, the Psalms, and the prophets concerning Jesus. And then Jesus was born to fulfill it all on our behalf. Wow. He carried out every detail to its fullest fulfillment. But then he says these words. He says, follow me. And when we follow Jesus, what happens is what he fulfills becomes our reality. In other words, he owned it first, and now he's given it to us, and he says, own it. I have given it to you. Like if you give somebody something... It changes ownership. If I gave Olivia my Camaro, I'd have to sign it away, which is not going to happen. <laughs> but she would, be, she would own it. 
it would be hers. I, I gave it to her. I don't have to sell it. If I give it to her, it's hers. Whatever God gave us is ours. It's ours to believe. It's ours to expect. It's ours actually to brag about. Hallelujah. My God gave me life. My God gave me eternal life. My God heals me. My God is my strength. My God, my God, my God, my God is. What he said about himself is mine. <laughs> he gave us who he is. Wow. Wow. One of the things that I <laughs> came to me when I was preaching at the conference last week, and that is this. I heard this phrase over and over again. Everything has to be done in love. Everything has to be done in love from the preachers and the missionaries. And I believe that. But I got to thinking, how do we do things in love? And it was like, it came to me, ah, uh, be led by the Spirit. Because He is love. And if you follow Him, you'll walk in love. If you follow Him, you'll actually fulfill the word that you own. Wow. See, it's not a performance, it's a relationship. If you want to, <laughs> uh, my wife might not, might not laugh at this, but if you want to really experience something, <laughs> tell your wife how much you love her. Keep your eyes open while you tell her. It's amazing how that works. You're shaking your head. Oh, I have, I have both shoes on. <laughs> no, but, but really. Wow. How does, it, how does it feel when you ask for forgiveness and the Father forgives you? How does that feel? Yeah, amazing. Do you know why it works? Because he owns it. He is the forgiver. And he doesn't do it for any other motive than love and liberation. Wow. In other words, the Father fulfills what he owns. And he's given us his word. And he says, now you own it. Do it. Wow. I find that kind of cool. Some people wonder, I don't know what the will of God is for my life. I just read Proverbs. Uh, just read the Bible. <laughs> Amen. 
It's awesome. There's nothing more impactful when you're reading the word. This is just basically what happened to me. I'm reading the word, and the, the, the two words, my son, hit me like a train. I'm thinking, he's talking to me. He gave us his word so that he could talk to us. Wow. My son, forget not the law of your mother. My child, forget not the instructions of your father. Now, this was given to a practical world, but it came from the divine throne. And what he's saying is, what I have revealed naturally actually works spiritually as well. Don't forsake the word, my children. Don't forsake my word. Hmm. You know what, what the intriguing thing that I find about this is it's not condemning. When you read the Bible, it just doesn't come across legally. It actually comes across very personal. My children. Oh. I love bragging about my children. I have instructed my children. They have kept my instructions. I, I, remember, I remember one time when uh, Winona had a friend. And they shared intimacy, and then the, the friend just went and blabbed her everywhere and just devastated Winona. She was a teenager. And she came home, and she's crying, and I says, so what are you going to do about it? I didn't tell her what she needed to do. I asked her what she was going to do. And I found out that what I have put in her was coming out of her. The instructions of how to solve a difficulty while she was younger actually became existent when she got older, and all of a sudden she's telling me what she's going to do. And I asked her the second question, so what would God expect from you? It basically had nothing to do with me. But I had learned that instructions, a father and mother's instructions are powerful. And you put conflict resolution training in your children when they're young. And when they get older, they'll not depart from it. It's amazing how that works. But if you don't teach them how to resolve conflicts, you're leaving them very vulnerable. In other words, sometimes we have to be responsible for what has happened to us, whether we're guilty or not guilty because we have to deal with it in ourselves. And so, and here's what I find intriguing. So the Father gives us this example. 
in the natural world, and he says that's how it works in the spirit world too. He is such a good teacher. He, he inspired instructions that live forever. And because they're everlasting, they never fail. You're singing that song, he's never failed me yet. You know why? Because he's not a failure. And every instruction that he gives is actually not an instruction from a failure. It's an instruction from a successor. He is successful, and his instructions are successful. They'll actually work. And I, I remember, I think I've shared this before, but my daughters are not here, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> I remember uh, instructing my kids, and uh, I walk, they're teenagers, and I walk in their bedrooms, and, they're, and I just said, oh, you girls just amaze me. We do. Yeah, I said, you guys are amazing. I said, how's that? I said, you can get dressed anywhere in this room without going to the closet. <laughs> that was an instruction. <laughs> they just kind of chuckled. I made my point and I walked out. It's like, I can just see my, my heavenly father saying, Nelson, I come in your room and you just made a big mess. And we mess up. I just, I just found this so intriguing. Like I'm thinking, wow, the impact of this in my life. Here's what it did. Here's what it does. The instructions that the Father gave us enable us to break human limitations and walk into divine results. Humanly speaking, we are very limited. But with the Holy Spirit and God, there is no limits. And it says in the Gospels, all things are possible to those who believe. Hmm. So, let me just say how it works in my life. So I read that verse, and I'm thinking, hallelujah, I'm going to believe for the biggest miracles there are. That's good. But when it comes to my relationship with my wife, it's like all things are possible. You can actually live in harmony with her. It is possible, folks. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, wow, we, we put this spiritual thing in the spiritual realm, and it is a spiritual realm, but it works in the practical realm as well. Like, it really is successful. Every once in a while, I have to challenge myself because <clears throat> I have to ask myself a question once in a while do you really care? Because all my education means nothing if I don't care. The heart is the place of care. So do I care about my wife? Yes. Do I care about marriage? Yes. Do I care about my children? Yes. 
Well, then if I care, then his word becomes very important to me. It's not a figment of my imagination, or it's not necessarily being ruled by my hurt feelings at the moment. What it actually means is I have given you an instruction that resolves this thing. Do it. <laughs> I have learned to apologize real quick. Because the misery I've lived under by not doing it is not worth it. I'm not kidding you. I mean, it takes to take me 30 days to apologize to my wife. And I had sleepless nights, but it didn't matter. I am hurt. And I'm sure God's sitting up there going, boo-hoo-hoo-hoo. I told you what to do, and you don't have to live there. I mean, sometimes us humans don't get both oars in the water at the same time. <laughs> what happens is the boat goes round and round and round and round, and we never get anywhere. And sometimes when we have one oar, and God says, here's another one for you. Put them both in the water at the same time. Go straight ahead. My instructions will get you to go straight. Oh, my. <laughs> I love the challenges of God. I mean, I mean, they just, they just get right to you, man. Here's um, a quote of the Psalms written in the book of Hebrews. Then said I, lo, I come in the volume of the book, it's written of me, to do thy will, O God. That was prophesied of Jesus. It's out, of, it's out of Psalms uh, 40, verse 8. I delight to do thy will, O God. Yea, your word or law is within my heart. Hmm. Isn't that amazing? Jesus actually said, Father, what you said about me is in my heart. That's amazing. And I asked myself the question, Lord, is what you said about me in my heart? Not here. Here. Do you realize that what's in our heart is what we actually own? What's in our heart is actually ours, good or bad. So I'm endeavoring to own his word. Lord, this is what you said. This is what you said in your word. There are three verses that actually challenge me, and I, there, there's a whole word, the whole Bible, but uh, I just want to key off on some simple things that actually include all of us. All things are possible to those who believe. Oh, we're all believers, which means there's nothing impossible there's nothing impossible to those who believe. Yes, Lord, I believe. But I don't believe what you said about me and my wife. When we own it, 
we actually do it. Another one that says this, these signs shall follow them that believe. They'll lay hands on the sick and they shall Oh, he's, this, is, this is what the Father said to us. What I have revealed belongs to you. You own that. That's yours. Do it. Another one is like this. Those who believe will do the works that I do. Hmm. Think of this. This is not just the scripture we read, this is actually the Father of Heaven telling us what belongs to us. You own this. Just do it. Well, I don't know. Well, He knows. And here's the greatest challenge that you and I could ever face. Come into agreement with what He said about you. Just come into agreement with you. Thank you, Lord. You're talking about me. I receive what you said. You said it's mine. It's mine. I own it. it. It's not very simple. Or is it? Oh, no, it's great complicated. You got to fast and pray for 30 days first. No, I'll just agree with the word. Amen. Just agree with what he said. The instructions in the word are revealed to us and he said they belong to us. They're ours. Forever. Wow. The one thing that I found to be quite effective, and that is this. <clears throat> as a father and as a mother, our instructions to our children become what they own. It does. I remember little Addie came over, and Louise called her. Addie, she says, what do you want me for? <laughs> I thought to myself, that's exactly how the parents are responding to her. I was, talk I was talking to Alan about it the other day. They own what you say. They'll actually say it. If they say it, they own it like it's in them. It's amazing. So I think as parents... We have to put things in the children's heart that are right, that are biblical, that are God-given, that are good principles for human living, because eventually what we put in, they will become. How do we know that? I just know that from my parents. But I also know it from my Heavenly Father that when he puts something in my heart and I accept it, I get to own it. And it costs us nothing. <laughs> That's the part that really amazes me. Oh, the usual, I have a hard time shutting down. 
I, I, you know, I don't know how to close a sermon very well. So Jesus came to earth and these scriptures were already written when he got here. And you can, you can be sure that he had read them. I delight to do thy will, O God. Your word is in my heart. Teach me to do your will, for you are my God. He read these words. He read these words. I will declare the decree the Lord has set said unto me, you are my son. Wow. When I read that, I thought to myself, God is sitting up there, and when we read his word, he says, you're my child. You're mine. <laughs> I thought, wow. Far out. And I could see Jesus reading these words, and I'm thinking, Lord, these words impacted him. Psalm 2, verse 7, I will declare the decree. The Lord hath said to me, you are my son. This day I have begotten thee. And this is quoted in Acts chapter 13, verse 33. God has fulfilled the same unto their children, and in that he has raised up Jesus again. And it is also written in the second psalm, You are my son. This day I have begotten thee, referring to the resurrection. Do you want to start another sermon right now? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding you. Because that just takes us off to a whole new different ballgame. It's like, oh, when we got saved, resurrection power came into us, and we were begotten of the Father, and he says, now you're my children. Wow. If you can imagine, when you read the, read the Proverbs and then think of Jesus when he read them, how personal it was to him. My son, hear the instruction of your father and forsake not the law of your mother. My son, if sinners entice you, consent thou not. My son, walk not in the way of them. Refrain your foot from their path. My son, if you will receive my words and hide my commandment within you, then shalt you understand the fear or the honor of the Lord and find knowledge of God. Wow. How rich. How rich are his instructions to us. They are priceless. You couldn't buy them. He paid for them. And he says, they're yours. Thank you, Jesus. If that piano didn't start playing, I would go on, but it's too bad Olivia obeyed. Father, we thank you for your word today. You are 
Your word is so significant. You find great significance in the word that you gave us. They are life. They are life forever. And Father, we thank you for the book of instructions. <laughs> thank you for this book of instructions, Lord. It's a treasure to our life. It's a treasure to our marriage. It's a treasure to our home. It's a treasure to the house of God. It's actually a treasure that can never, ever be paid for. So, Father, we thank you. In the name of Jesus, that you call us your children. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you.